Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod Season 3, Episode 2. Thank you if you've emailed us and gone to all of that stuff. We will come back to that, uh, if not this week, next week, because we've got a special, longer interview than we normally get out of people this week. We've got a very special start of, of uh, bo- uh, uh, Doctor Who coming up in not a moment. Doctor Who broadcast. If this is the first time you've ever joined us, though, my name is Howell, this is Jamie, yep. and we uh, do a podcast all about TV series and uh, really, it's not about one series, it's about as many as we can cover in our life. No spoilers, guaranteed, giving you somewhere with good recommendations on what you should watch next and sharing the love of TV with stars on screen and behind the scenes. Here is a little highlights package, just a minute, from season one, covering people from Lord Richard Attenborough, which is opposite timing for Jurassic um, Park, the new Jurassic Park winner, to Al Gotto, the stuntman from Breaking Bad, star of Game of Thrones, came on the location manager for Dexter, many other people, Luke Evans from The Hobbit, um, and uh, starting here with uh, big TV star Jonathan Ross from the UK on Jeremy Clarkson's departure from Top Gear. Here's just a little highlights for you to encourage you to go back and listen to the other podcasts. If you had a, a regular work setup and it's happened to work, you go, guys, come in here now. What's going on? What did you do that for? It's up to you now. Shall I get rid of him? Okay, you want to shake hands? Don't do it again. Get out there, you silly buggers, and carry on. Matt Groening came in with the drawings of really? Marge with blue hair. We went, wow. Whoa. Who knew? Were you like, Joey Catton was on my show? <laughs> so, um, in an episode with Patrick Stewart. Was he bald back then? He was bald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that your impression? Hello, Benedict. It's <laughs> true, Jamie. Absolutely true. Yeah, it was Howell, though. That, that good point was oh, Howell. Oh, you f- Why yeah. didn't you tell him out to yourself? <laughs> the episode, well, he's been in his underwear and a few of them, and yeah. just walk around in his underwear or other occasions last year. <laughs> when Stephen came to Norway to start shooting, he was, like, really struck by how well the actors were acting. <laughs> These guys can act! <laughs> An ultimate professional, uh, really one of the top guys I, I've ever worked with. Did more. he get sick of uh, Egret saying, you know nothing, Jon Snow? <laughs> well, she kept practicing it in the car on the way to the set every morning. Did that's she? all she said. She had Did no she? conversation at all. <laughs> so I went to the studio and I said, oh, do you want to see Bilbo's house? We're taking it down today. He did his final <laughs> shot and I was like... It was such <laughs> a... Sh- well, it was just like the final scene in The Hobbit. Did you know. then have to watch them rip it down? And then they tore it down, yeah. <laughs> That's Luke Evans there talking about The Hobbit. It's quite a good body of work already, and that was just the first season. We're on season three now, oh, so go back sesh. and listen to them. Um, it's nice to have you with us. We also had Tim Jones from uh, Chuck. He was the composer of Chuck, and he promised us a new th- a new theme tune instead of that one just then, which is mine. Uh, he hasn't sent it to us yet. We need to get on him about that. Oh, yeah. But Ooh, this a... week, okay. Doctor Who star, Let's do this. Arthur Let's do this. Darville. Arthur we're gonna, Darville. We're going to call him now. Okay, this okay. guy. Got his, go. got his phone number. Got his Here phone number. Arthur Darville, Doctor Who guy and Broadchurch guy, and currently 
Got a new TV show on the way. No, it's very exciting. So, Who fans, stand by. Oh, we had Kai Owen from Torchwood on a few, a uh, couple of months ago as well. You want to listen to that? He was quite critical of Doctor Who as oh, well. Yes. Got us in trouble with some Torchwood fans, uh, with some Doctor Who fans. Be interesting to see what uh, Arthur makes of that. Arthur? Hello? Hello? Arthur, you, your signal's dreadful. Stick your head out the window. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, Hello. it's getting better. Hello, there we go. I'm in the garden and I just slammed the cat in the face with the door as I, <laughs> as I energetically left. <laughs> Arthur, how are you doing? Really well. How are you both? Very good. good. I'm quite a fan, so this is this is uh, this is, this is a good new venture. Arthur, we thought that what, what with Barack Obama being on Mark Maron's <laughs> podcast last week, um, <laughs> it was time to get ourselves a, a big star for a change. Well, you know, thanks. when we couldn't find one, on so we got you, <laughs> um, Arthur. What a pleasure to uh, what a pleasure to meet you. Well, and you, and you. I've been, I've been listening to your work. It's very well done. It's very good. Oh, that sounds. Oh, um, there you go. There you go. Which, one, which one have you listened to, Arthur? <laughs> um, I listened to. Well, so I, I, I'm really bad with watching stuff, so mm. I, uh, I don't really know what you're talking about. So maybe, you know, maybe it's rubbish. <laughs> but um, uh, I listened to, to one of the ones uh, with Fife that you had the other day, and some of the Madman. Madman. Yes, Madman. That Madman. That's what that's how Fife <laughs> says it as well. I've been watching Madman. <laughs> Madman. I quite like. Yeah, Batman. Is that, no. um, <laughs> um, do you? So it, well, I mean, you're a very busy man, and we'll get onto that. But you presumably then, because when I was a theatre director, I'll mention that right at the top. He always does this oh, after wow. he has he to mention. Cards very early. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he got fired. Remember, I that didn't well. get fired, Arthur. <laughs> the play ended, and then I did uh, something else. Point is, one of the reasons why I was excited about working in radio instead of theatre was that you miss all good TV when you work in theatre, don't you? You work yeah, in you the do. evenings. Because you work in the evening. Although now, you, I suppose, you like, I, I find it hard to um, unwind after doing a show. Like, I'm quite excitable. Mm. Um, and I was doing a play. I was, gonna, uh, I was doing a play in, in, in New York mm, for a while. And, uh, yeah. And um and I wasn't I couldn't really go I quite like you know I couldn't go for a bit of a drink after the show and stuff because I had to sing so much and I'm re- I lose my voice really easily I was like oh I can't actually just go out so I I did like heroin overnight Breaking Bad um, marathons which yes was, which was great so I do the show and then just watch Breaking Bad all night oh quite, that's great quite a funny a fun existence that's great because that's the problem like touring actors and stuff I like they're all cheating on their wives they've all got drink problems because because and because <laughs> no. this is the problem they come off stage at like half ten at night and they've got yeah. all this adrenaline and every everything's closed in every British town um, and they just have nothing to do with their energy and yeah. th- this seems Seems to be a good addiction to develop. I think it is. I think it probably it probably is. Were you happy with the Breaking Bad ending, Arthur? I haven't watched the end, so Ooh. I um, so I I know I, I I did it all right, and then I got I got really busy uh, <laughs> just for, like on the last 
before the last four episodes, and then, <laughs> I, was like, well, I, and then I was like, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want it. I kind of don't want it to end." So I still, I still haven't watched them. That's two, that's two years ago. We've got. So uh, we've, and so in my mind, I'm just on a massive cliffhanger. We, we've uh, got. I can't even remember what happened. Last. I'm have to go back and watch the, the last series again. But yeah, I got to the, just before the last four episodes. So I like the fact that we've, we've, everyone's fine. we've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got this rule on the box set pod, which is uh, the only rule, which is that. F- in order to recommend something or in order to judge something you have to watch four episodes of it before you can make a judgment because style and you know you have to get into things properly yeah uh, i love that you flip that round and you're saying you will recommend yeah. something if you watch every episode apart from the last four <laughs> then it never ends <laughs> yeah. yeah in your in your mind can live on like, yes. I've, invented, I've invented what happened i imagine my imagination well, this, is, this solves happened. the problem with endings. You know what? It? I think Breaking Bad, uh, the ending, is actually one of my favourite endings mm-hmm. of a TV show. But then uh, there's there's a mixed reaction. Look, I feel, I, I'm going to treat myself one point. If I've got like a, you know, if, I've, if, I've, if something bad happens, I'll go, oh, you know, I'll just treat myself to the end of yes. the end of Breaking Bad. That won't make me feel better. <laughs> um, I'm just saving it. I'm saving it. Yes. Hey, I meant to ask you. You went to Vegas recently, didn't you? I did, uh, yeah, for a, for a convention. I actually got married in Vegas last year, and Jamie got did married you? this year. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it was a proper wedding. We went up in the mountains, and we had 50 guests and all that, but it was such a good place to do it because it's so competitive. It was like an amazing Alpine Lodge wedding for about a tenth of what it would cost in Britain, I think. So, it was Wow. Nice. Arthur, well done for um, your career so far. It seems to be going well for you. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's going, all, it's going all right. I have to make an admission straight up that I just, I've hardly ever watched Doctor Who. I uh, basically haven't watched anything that you've done. Jamie, on the other hand, has. Watched it um, all, watched it all twice. Which means... Wow, twice. Well done. That you yeah. can have a normal conversation with me, slightly <laughs> less than a normal conversation with Jamie. But I have been th- just thoroughly enjoying, since since we got in touch with you, watching you um, sing, because I'm a musician as well. And, oh, uh, great. Oh, my God, man. The... the 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 music that's online from Once, which is a film I haven't seen as well, but the the music from the musical. I mean, what a what an amazing um, indie well, musical that seems to me. Well, I have a real problem with musicals, like especially mm. like I, like I I don't know I, I can I can sing a bit and whatever, but I, the idea of kind of being in a, a musical yeah. uh, was is is just not not my back. But so when I got asked to audition for it, I'd I start listening to music and was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm. It's like, the the songs are just brilliant. So it was, it was, it was, it was, it was um, a real, it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And um, how long were you, do, was it just New York? No, I did it for nine months in New York and then two months in London. Um, mm. uh, and yeah, it was, it was really hard. It was hard singing that high uh, yeah. Every every night, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was amazing. And Glenn, who wrote the music, uh, Glenn Hansard, uh, he he kind of popped in occasionally, and we did a gig with him in New York and stuff. It was great. It was it was. I felt I felt like I felt like a rock, a rock star for a, you, for a while. You performed at the Tony was, Awards as well, didn't you? We did. Yeah, at Radio City Music. Wow. There's lots of there were loads of moments where I just kind of pinched myself. And when this is this is my life at the moment, that's that's a bit a bit bonkers. Yeah. Um, and how old are you, Arthur? 
I'm 33. I've just turned 33. Oh, well, right. great. You're younger than me. That feels great. <laughs> <laughs> About the same, though. I mean, 34. But, um, I mean, you, you uh, were you with your wife when you were doing the musical? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was, that, uh, we did a... It was great. Was, we, was like, it hard? Or be, were were it you a part really, or was she over there? She was in London for a lot of it and then she came, up, she came over uh, to New York quite a bit. And, like, we... We we have like we we went on holiday a lot to New York really early on in our relationship and it has like a we have a real soft spot for it mm. so it was really nice to be able to spend some time over there together I mean, it was really hard like long distance all this stuff but I think like I was uh, I, I was talking to um, a guy in a uh, in a band yesterday in um, everything everything who we went to see oh, last night great band. Um, oh. Uh, I was talking to Alex, uh, who's the guitarist, and they, you know they mm. go on tour and 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 stuff, and you know they've all got partners, and I think you just you know it's the nature of what you, yeah. nature of what you do, and if you you, you know, but I it's hard. I imagine it's easier when you've been with someone uh, for a while. Like I, I find it in the, you know being newly married and stuff. I hate going away from my wife for a week at the moment i am absolutely positive that in 10 years it'd be like take me away for a month yeah. but it's because I, like, I know i think we're quite used to be i think it's always a lie i'm going off to canada for a while in hey. september um is that to, to like, film for... the uh, legends of tomorrow legends of tomorrow oh uh, yeah um I, I still can't say it without doing that voice uh <laughs> um uh yeah so that yeah to do that so that's going to be hard but you know you just kind of I deal with it, and I quite—I really enjoy a long haul flight. I do. Um, I hate. I, I watch, hate short haul. Yeah, because yeah, short haul terrible. Why yeah. would you do it? It's like being like, just like, pushed into a box. It's awful. Uh, I quite like a long haul flight. You get to watch. You get to watch films. What's and, your favourite airline? I've got to go Virgin Atlantic. In fact, Virgin America okay. is my favourite, but Virgin Atlantic. What's the, what's the difference? Like Virgin have always been. They're always really nice. I think they're yeah. trained to be really nice. So I'm quite suspicious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Only right, a British person could be that cynical about niceness, about good customer service. <laughs> I know, but I, re- I love it. But I think, what you, what's your, what's the end game here? What's the what game you here? To... You're trying to make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also, they're being all inventive with the in-flight safety videos uh, now. Well, they've made them funny as well, which mm. after the first, like the because didn't, didn't Vic Reeves do the one on Virgin? Yes, him um, and Morgana and, Robinson. Yeah. Which on the first, I'm a, I think Vic, I'm a big Vic Reeves fan. I yeah. think he's brilliant. Yeah. But after three viewings, you know, they're back, and then another flight. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't stand it. <laughs> you know, it all wants to see that well, over and over again. Virgin but that, I mean, that's, that's like, oh Jesus, I can't stand the the, the in-flight uh, safety. <laughs> first world problems. Jesus. <laughs> I, can't I, like, I thought we were talking about uh, planes here. Yeah, We've sorry. Doctor Who fans are listening, going, "What just, the hell?" Let's cut to the chase here. We got Arthur here. This guy was a big part. You were a Let's companion to Doctor Who. How did it begin? How, How did you did get it begin? involved How did it Doctor begin? Who? Well, I just, I, 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 I mean, like, like it, I hadn't really watched it, like, mm. uh, which I, I think was a good a good thing. And I was mates with Matt. We did a, uh, me and Matt did a job, to, a play together uh, in London called Swimming with Sharks, which was based on the film with, oh, um, yeah. with Christian Slater. Mm. Um and Helen Baxendale. How was um, that? Did that go well? Yeah, it was. It was a it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was all right. It <laughs> was was Christian right. Slater a uh, nightmare? N- do you know what? No, he what he wasn't. Yeah. He was really. He was a really nice bloke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just kind of. I watched 
Heather's just before. What a film. I know, but just before I started working with him, so I kind of had a bit of a. I didn't really. I didn't really. I didn't really talk to him, and we worked together for quite a long time. Like I was quite. I don't know. I've I've got better with this. But I used to be quite mm. nervous. So you'd go to the rehearsal room and you wouldn't do a like. Yeah. There'd be no chat. There'd be no. It would just be. Uh, I'll I'll stand in the corner and check my lines and then. Yeah, there was a lot of that. It was pretty. I was a pretty awkward job. But me and Matt kind of um, made firm friends on that. And, so what you're saying uh, is Matt got you the job. <laughs> Matt basically got me the job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> essentially. No. Um. I audi- I just auditioned for it and then I did an audition with Matt. Um, and then, uh, cause he's kind of flash. He got a car from Cardiff to London and he was like, do you want to get in the back of my car? I was like, yeah, uh, that'd be great. Uh, and we sat and had a few beers in the car and he was like, mate, you've definitely got the job. You've definitely got the job. And I was like, I haven't got the job. I haven't got the job. And I didn't hear anything for about two months. I was like, well, I haven't got the job then. Um, and I was doing my tax at my parents' house in Birmingham, <laughs> surrounded by receipts. <laughs> um, and then got the phone call saying I got the job. Um, yeah, and, and you went. I can afford an accountant. In the air, <laughs> <Yeah>. like a, <laughs> as if it was yeah. if it was money. Kind of what, Scrooge McDuck. What did, was it, was the idea with your character in Doctor Who because you were the fiance to uh, Karen Gillan's character Amy Pond? Was it just that you were a small part, but then they realised you were very good and they liked your interaction, so they made you a bigger part in the other series? I like that story. I like so let's it. Go, let's go with that one. Um, I, I don't know. I see Stephen reckons that he had it planned out right from the beginning, but I think he says that just to make him sound even more clever than he is. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I didn't really know. I thought I was going to be in it for about five episodes wow. when I started. I didn't realise it would no be way. three series of yeah. it. Um, and because I was scared of being fired I just didn't ask uh, so I, I just kept being kept coming in to work uh, and they kept <laughs> I get you know I'd get a new script like, like, obviously if you haven't seen it uh, my character died quite a lot but I always knew when I was coming back um to life, yeah. So I always knew that that was that was happening. There was never that's nice. That's nice to know. You know what? That's like, a, it's a great way to deal with spoilers, isn't it? If your character just dies a lot, mum, mum, yeah. can you check if those receipts are on the carpet? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I might need them. Uh, yeah. And um, when you go, because you've been around the world doing the doing the conferences and stuff. Yeah. Um, like Vegas, I saw was one of them, my favourite place. Mm. When the fans come up to you and talk I to you, hate, I hated Vegas. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> it's funny. There's, I, I talk a lot about Vegas with people. And did you fly straight there from Britain? No, we were in we were in Calgary, okay. and then we went and and. Um, Went up to Banff and Lake Louise and walked around like mountains. And then you landed in the, it was like in the dust bowl. Paradise. And then we yeah. landed in a dust bowl and everyone said, it's horrible here. We were, we're trying to, every person we met on the first day Ugh. were people that lived in Vegas that didn't want to live in Vegas. Uh, and they scared us. So we sat in our hotel room uh, for the first night and just watched documentaries about Vegas. Oh, God. I'm not sure if that's the best way to enjoy it, uh, Vegas. Um, no, there, some people have a... I, I would say um, 10% of people have a really bad reaction to Vegas, but uh, I, I, anyway, we could talk about that forever, but we won't. Um, when you're at these conferences and fans come and talk to you, do mm. you receive 
uh, obviously you receive praise. What is what's the number one thing that they complain about? What do they? What difference do they want with Doctor Who? Do you think? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Because they I'm must. Sure, like, I, I imagine they do. I imagine everyone's got oh, their God, theory there's, of. Like, there's so there's so much. Like I didn't really realise it when I started doing the job. So, they really care about it. And like, yeah. I I kind of thought there'd be a lot of like, oh, it's that guy from the telly. Uh, But actually, people are really enthusiastic. My kind of kind of interaction with people who watch it has always been a really positive thing, um, which which is which is good. Mm. Um, I don't know what they want. What they want changed. I'll tell you why I asked, because we had Kai Owen on from Torchwood. We oh, yeah. Chance yeah. Kai, and he was quite critical of, of Doctor Who. He he was quite critical of Stephen, <laughs> and he, he was kind of um, saying that he thinks it's a bit too complex and that Stephen was or wasn't writing for the fans enough. I'm not sure which, probably writing n- not quite enough for the fans, writing for himself too much. But then I think you have to write for yourself, and then mm. I think obviously the responsibility to... You know, I'm not saying it's perfect, but obviously the, there's a responsibility to to you know to give people what they want but i think there's more of a responsibility to give people what they don't know they want or mm. or to or to make people angry or to start a discussion and i think what doctor who does so well is it it's a really positive program and and is about trying to fix the universe rather than you know destroy it it's about it's about um, well, I, I was talking to this someone about this the other day about because uh, I've, I've seemed to have kind of landed in doing kind of bits of you know quite a lot of uh, like science fiction and and kind of that kind of fantasy adventure mm. stuff. Um, and someone in an interview the other day said, "So why why do you like doing it so much?" Uh, and I was like, I, I like I've really chosen to to just do that genre. But what appeal, what, what I like about it, and what appeals to me about it is that it shows the kind of extremes of of humanity and it shows people trying to you know the stakes are always really high and it shows uh you can explore what what human beings can uh achieve kind of facing kind of quite massive Problems and it's about people coming together and I don't know maybe that's me being really kind of no I think you bang on and, and I smushy about it but I don't, I don't know I, like, I, I, like I, I agree completely I do a lot of uh, reading about the Second World War and and Hitler and stuff and mm. ma- mainly because I uh, it strikes me that how recent it is and I'm fascinated by people and and what people can do and um, how the world changed so quickly, how easy it was, really, for some thugs to almost take over the world and, yeah. and exterminate people. Oh, I didn't mean to say the word oh, exterminate. How? I did not mean that. That was not... I was, <laughs> oh, God. Um, but the, that that really interests me, and I always think we're, we need to be very careful, uh, as humanity needs to be very careful, because the, that line between those two worlds seems, seems very thin. And... Um, what I the reason I love, and this is the reason I should probably watch Doctor Who, because the reason I love watching Star Trek and the Star yeah. Trek movies are on Netflix, and I'm sort of going through them, is because it really I never realised as a kid or quite 
how metaphorical the whole thing is. That's the whole point yeah. of science fiction. And I would imagine that, I don't know enough, but I would imagine that science fiction came out of the effects of World War II particularly. I yeah. imagine that that's where it all began um, because you really f- suddenly felt that the the nuances of the world uh, that weren't that nuanced. Sometimes you can have genuine good versus evil and what are these massive themes and how do we deal with these massive themes? And what a wonderful yeah. thing to be able to be part of that. And yet, people, it's so easy to belittle because it's people wearing bad makeup or it's yeah. um, hoovers wandering around a set, um, you know. So it, it seems like something that's so disposable and yet it's one of the f- most philosophical things that we've got in popular culture. Definitely, and I think Stephen really knows that, and I think he he he's a master of 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 doing that, and it's the stuff that he wants to explore as a writer, and that, you know when he's at his best is when, and he 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 is a genius as well, and he does make things overcomplicated, and I I love that, and he mm-hmm. challenges people, and people have to watch it again, and it's it's great, but fundamentally he's writing about about people trying to be the best that they can be, and for for me in it, it was really odd. And, and amazing to, to get the chance to play a character who was ostensibly a really nice, good person, yeah, yeah. Um, which is quite a rarity. I liked you know, your most... character. I, I liked <laughs> him as a guy. He was fun, wasn't he? He was a, ni- yeah. he was a nice. He was just a. Ni- he was like me. What I liked about it was that it was like this is what I'd be like if I ended up with Doctor Who taking me around. He was like an ordinary Joe Bloggs kind of guy who just yeah. ends up sort of on this weird journey. That was absolutely... I felt a responsibility to, to, to be like an outside eye. Yeah. So especially for the, for the first series, until I got kind of sucked into the world of it. I think to be there to question how people would really question it not in a kind of tv way but in a like what the hell is going on here this is this is totally mad uh i I felt a real responsibility to 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 be that person and like you were Um, part of an institute a british institute i mean this is like i feel like americans love doctor who doctor who is massive in america and like it's like like james bond or something it's it's a huge thing happened only in the last few years or maybe i think it's since the kind of these the, the kind of advent of 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 things like Netflix and and uh, and the 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 age of the the science fiction convention as well is yeah. is, is is definitely upon us at the moment. Um, but even from when we started, like we we went because BBC America have, have been really supportive and they show it over there. But it's, you know, it's they're growing over there, but it gets it's quite big numbers. It's huge. I mean, it's not that far behind you know. Top Gear. No. No, no, it's not. And like, just the response that, like, even just doing once over there, the everybody, you know, there, was, there seemed to be a real buzz about it, and, and people were, people, people watched it. I, you know, I'm always surprised when when people. We always ask people. Um, we always ask people about pay, and then uh, you can be as honest as you want. Do you get paid like when there's reruns and stuff? Are you, are you on like a points thing, or is it do you just get paid a lump sum to do stuff? I don't really know how it works. I think. You get a check in the post, know. like two years later. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah, you get some residuals. But it depends on what you. I don't know. Some people do. Some people. Do. I do like. I get. A, a, yeah, for BBC, I don't know how it works now, but yeah, you get you get bits of money here. I like I call it surprise money. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah. Ooh, like when like, you get a tax ooh, rebate. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not you know it's not loads, but it's uh, you know I get a bit. I, li- I like getting I like getting really small. I mean, obviously, like getting big checks for things. But I like getting really small checks for, <laughs> yeah. for residuals. Like I did um, uh, uh, a, t- like a tiny, tiny part in a drama, like my first TV job where I was a policeman who got shot in the face nice. um, in a thing called He Kills Coppers. <laughs> nice. um, and I, I, get, <laughs> really I did. occasionally get like a check for £1.25. Interesting fact yeah. for you, you know, Sting, he gets paid, uh, he gets $2,000 a day from the royalties just from I'll every breath you, you take. Yeah. I'll, I'll be missing oh, you. That just oh, from, yeah, God. every breath you take and I'll be missing you the Puff Daddy version because... <laughs> Because they didn't get rights off him, he gets all the money from Puff Daddy, <laughs> and he gets oh all the money goodness. of his own. Two thousand a day—that is. Wow. That's only part of his. Uh, obviously, other stuff as well. So, what about you, music-wise? Are you? Um, have you got aspirations to to do albums? Or Maybe you and Five Dangerfield could get together. In fact, well, we I, did. A, we did a bit together a while ago. Yeah. I um, uh, when he did his solo album, I, I played guitar for him occasionally um when he did gigs which was really fun wow. um and that i really enjoy you know he knows this but i you know i i really enjoyed doing that uh, he's I, very talented we, isn't we he? he's got school, some talent we, we, we went to school together um, oh right and um and you kind of uh knock around he was in a band called senseless prayer um <laughs> nice. were, i know isn't that amazing that's so funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they were they were brilliant. We used to we used to go and see them and 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 knock around together. I was in a terrible terrible band because I was a few years below five foot school, um, uh, and I think we were in like jazz band together for a little bit. Um, uh, but he's just he's just brilliant, um, and I I'm really glad that he's doing. He's doing so well. I forgot what my point was. I, I, I don't uh, yeah, even. No, it's yeah, not I, about I, the we'd point. We'd love to do something together at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, anyway, but your singing is excellent. I mean, you've got such a good voice. You've got a good quality oh, voice there. And like you say, well, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with musical theatre. Well, there's a, there's a lot wrong with some musicals, but yeah. you're, um, as an actor-musician, you yeah. are... Yeah, and there's lots more of that excellent. at the moment. There's lots more, you know, stuff going on for for, for actor-musos. Yes, um, there is. I'd like to, re- I don't know, maybe I'll record an album and release it under a different name. Well, if you no could... Listen to let's, it. let's have a listen, shall we? Oh, God. oh, God, no, don't. Yeah, I think if we use <laughs> music in a podcast, well. technically it has to be a review. So Jamie and I now have to review this. Um, <laughs> that's Arthur Darville performing Falling Slowly. You're, in, you're the high voice, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're the one on the piano. <laughs> I am, yeah. Um, oh, can I talk to you? It's just beautiful, Arthur. Can I talk to you briefly, oh. though? We have to talk about Broadchurch before we let you go because that is one of the most massive TV shows in this country for a, for a long time. And, uh, um, yeah, you oh were God, a huge yeah. part of it. See how long you got, Arthur? This is going to be about three hours. This <laughs> interview, not even de- not even dealt with this uh, uh, future one they did. Yeah, Broadchurch. Yeah, so first of all, have you, you, have you watched it yourself? Uh, yeah, I ha- like. It's. I don't like what normally. I don't really like watching things that I'm in because uh, I was talking to my best mate about this the other day, and I went to see him in a film, and he. Um, <laughs> well, uh, my, my, so one of my best mates, uh, I'm making this a long story, one of my best mates, Kean Barry, is a really good actor, mm. and uh, he's in this film 
which I'm going to plug, actually. Yeah. It's, brilliant. it's called uh, Nina Forever. Um, and it's these directors called the Blaine Brothers, who it's like a kind of, it's a weird, it's like, it sounds, it's a weird premise. It's about a guy who, uh, um, his girlfriend dies in a car accident. And then, and he, he's obviously very depressed. And as soon as he starts uh, having sex with another girl, um, his dead ex-girlfriend appears in the bed next to him, kind oh. of all mangled, and, and every time they have sex, she's there, no. and they have this kind of weird three-way uh, relationship, and she's kind of all covered in blood. Well, this sounds it's really, awful, it's really weird. Really I know, and I, got, I had to see lots of Kin's arse. Uh, oh. It's just terrible. Um, but it's a really, really good film. But and but he turned up half an hour late, really hungover, and watched it kind of through his fingers because just watching the, watching himself was just. I was like, this is brilliant. Apart from your art, uh, and he was like, oh, I just can't, I can't, I can't watch it. Um, and so normally I'm a bit like that. And especially when me, Matt, and Karen watched the first episode of Doctor Who that we were in, we watched like a rough cut of it. We sat with you know behind cushions not because we were scared of what was going on but just because watching ourselves in it it's 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 a kind of weird brain i don't know it's never it's never what you think you've done or you know just i don't know just watching your own face is really hard and listening to your own voice is really hard we get that a lot people always say about about the voice and but 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 in radio you there's this thing called the snoop it's horrific you you listen back to yourself uh, with uh, bosses yeah. in the oh, room God, and they horrible, give right? you notes, you know, and it's, um, it's horrific. But you do actually get used to the sound of your own voice after a while. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I imagine, I imagine you do. I, 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 like I, not I, in I an ego really way, watch, just in a... I can't really watch myself. Yeah, it's not, it's but, not an egotistical thing. It is, uh, what I mean is you, you get used to, you get beyond the horribleness and you actually begin to be able to gauge when you're being good and when you're being crap. I yeah, think, I suppose is, I can do it with singing because I suppose you have to listen back to yes. like recordings and stuff. I can do it with that now, which is you know, much easier. But talking, I can't bear the sound of my own voice. So anyway, so watching myself. So Broadchurch. So you watched Broadchurch. Broad I watched it and I got and I, I like I knew what happened, but I was totally hooked. I just think I'm so proud to be part of it. I think the writing is so spot on and you know bar my own face like everyone else's faces uh, and everyone else's performances are so brilliant yeah uh, i was totally totally hooked it's a brilliant I, i'll tell you yeah. this right now arthur i guessed the killer on the first well episode and you can ask my <laughs> wife about that because i tell her all the time <laughs> yeah it was a um, obviously it was a long shot but i guess i won't say we won't give away any spoilers of course but um yeah. Wow. What a, I mean, that no, first series especially was amazing. Yeah. There's a bit of backlash, wasn't there, for the second series, which I think was a bit hard. Which was which was inevitable. Yeah. I think we we kind of knew that when we were when we were shooting it, and it's a different, you know, it's a different um, thing. The second series, and I think it's it's it's, I think it very very cleverly and very uh, honestly tells the 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 story after the first series. I think I think it's brilliant. I think it's a really good piece of work. And it's a really, really good piece of writing. I think it's a lot more uh, of like a courtroom based thing, which is really fascinating yeah. and I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Which, which watch for us was it was hard that was quite hard to film because there was a lot of us all of us just sitting in a courtroom. <laughs> yeah. 
watching. I have I have food poisoning one day, which Ooh. was I know, which was horrible. So you had the um, squits, and, and my, well, well, my and my my lady had been up the night before all night with food poisoning. So I'd been kind of like holding her hair back and, and telling her it'd be all right. So I had no sleep, and oh. then I got to work and had to just sit in a hot courtroom all day, <laughs> uh, and. Um, and uh, and uh, we were and it was because they do a thing where um, they do a thing where they, you don't really rehearse. They just they shoot the rehearsal, so they kind of get everyone's reactions uh, straight. So my, <laughs> my my girlfriend just banged on the window and said, "You're being really loud." Uh, so I'm going to talk a bit quieter. Good. <laughs> I've got a very loud voice. Uh, she hates when I talk loud in the garden. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's nice. Um, it's not that loud. Uh, She's just embarrassed about the idea that the neighbours hear you oh, no, talking about. I know she is. She is She's living with me. It's very loud. Anyway, <laughs> um, I um, yes, yeah, so I got in and oh, it was really hot, and I didn't know how long this. It was straight after lunch, and all I could all I could manage to get down with. This is a horrible story. All I managed to get down with was mushroom soup uh, at lunchtime, and I had a bit of a nap, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll get through the rest of the day. It's just sitting there, and I have to say it. Just sitting there. Um, and I was sitting next to Jodie Whittaker, and I said to her before the, the story started, I said, oh, I'm not, not feeling very good. And she was like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And they, so they call action, and Charlotte Rampling's talking, being brilliant. And, <laughs> and I was right in the corner of the public gallery, and had to, it, to get out, I would have had to walk past everyone. As soon as they said action, I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to no, go. I'm going to go. It's going to go. And, and it started coming up, and I was like, and my eyes started watering, I started shaking. I was like, oh, God. And I just I just went, and I was sick in my mouth. And Jody, Jody just stood and went, oh, God, he's been fucking sick, he's been fucking sick. And he grabbed me, just threw me. And I just, you know, when you, like my cheeks were puffed, I was like a puffer fish. I managed to get past everyone, and then stood oh. in the middle of shot and just threw up all over the court. They should have left and that in the, in the in the show. In, I know. I don't know why it's not in there. It was brilliant. And um, and, like, I can't, I was, I, and then like just stood there, just thinking of sick with everyone looking at me. And I sort of kind of went, oh god, so I'm so sorry. In, I'm so stood sorry. in the and middle kind of, and vomed on camera. Oh, terrible on uh, camera. And then like. Thunderbirds out of there. I've got to get something straight. Okay. Did they <laughs> did they shout cut after you were sick? Yeah, I think I think it's, I haven't seen it, but I think it's on camera. Because like, I've got, a, I really want to get. I'm trying to instate the um, the BAFTA for the best performance in the back of shot. Yeah. I, I do a lot of shows where you just, you know, you're kind of mumbling, uh, and I reckon that one would win if it got in. I'm going to watch the whole of both series of Broadchurch now, purely because I want to see you at the back of one of those shots, <laughs> holding back the vom, holding back the vom, and there must be one. I wish they did have that. And just oh in the classic God. Broadchurch slow mo dramatic yeah. moment with you in the middle, just hurling in the corner. Arthur, you've got it. Have you watched that back? Have you? Has anyone shown you the outtake? No one's shown it to me. No, oh, you've I got to ask. Maybe they're a bit, but I've got. It's got to be somewhere because the, the cameras were definitely rolling. So, oh, Arthur, yeah. you've got God, to ask, right? And if you get it, yeah. you've got to let us know, and we'll we'll I do will. a special on it. Let me ask you this, <laughs> Arthur, about Broadchurch. <laughs> so, yeah, let me ask you this, right? Yeah, uh, David Tennant. He yeah. he got the role, the same role that he played in Broadchurch in the American version, Grace Point he, re, he mm. uh, went for the audition and got the part as the American version did you consider going for the American version as well? 
No, I didn't go up for the American version. Uh, no, I didn't. My my manager when it when it um it when it came out that they were doing one, my manager said, "Oh, if you know, if it comes up, do you want to go up for it?" I was like, "Not, I, I don't know, not really. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know." Good I choice, it be, Well, it got yeah, cancelled. But like, so. I think it's I think it's a really good move from David, though. Like, I think to get him yeah. on. Yeah, and he's obviously doing really well in America now. So I think it was, I think it was a, a good move. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I agree. But quite, I think I for know, secondary characters, mm, yeah, I, I haven't watched it. I don't, I haven't watched it. So I don't, I don't, no. I don't know. I think and good, but by James, who directed it, directed the American one as well. So it was, um, it, 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 you know, it was. I think it was. I think it must have been. Well, I know it was. I know. I know it was a very odd experience for them. I think it was quite. Uh, enjoy. You know, you get the, the chance. You you often want the chance to. You know, you do a bit of work. And you go. Oh, I wish I could do that again. Yeah, yeah. And do it better. And like, I think it was one of them. There must have been an element of of that for for them. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine it was a really odd, surreal. It must have been weird. Uh, I think you've been, I think you've been very polite, but I'm reading between the lines that it wasn't it wasn't a particularly fantastic experience for them. I well, I don't know. I think they had. I mean, I think they had a lot of fun doing it. I yeah. Think, um, but it just wasn't up to the quality. <coughs> perhaps the fastidiousness, the quality of the. I think. The I, I think it's hard to adapt something, and especially when it doesn't really necessarily need adapting. They could. It, this is it. I just. I don't see the. I mean, uh, you know, all, um, and all. I don't want to insult anyone by saying. I'm trying to be very diplomatic here, but I just didn't. I don't understand why they did it. Yeah. Because it was quite. It was quite big. Over, and I, I don't think that's me being. I just, I genuinely don't understand why they, why they, why they, why they, why, they, why they'd want to remake it. Yeah, in, me, um, this, unless you're going to do something a bit different with it. Yeah, there's a long history of, of idiotic decisions when it comes to over the Atlantic because it's like taking things over the Atlantic. You, you join a list of guests now on this podcast, including Lord Richard Attenborough, the late great Lord Richard Attenborough. Now, his brother, obviously David Attenborough, I was reading his book about his life, and when they first took his his um, nature documentaries over the over the Atlantic, they wanted to get rid of his voice they said that the americans wouldn't understand his oh, voice yeah, and yeah. he really <laughs> stood firm he didn't really have the power to do it but he stood really firm on it and said under no wow. circumstances um and i was thinking about that just before when we were talking about residuals and stuff because he, he was very canny with with all of that stuff early on yeah and uh, thank god he did because his you know america they didn't have a problem with his with his voice no he's the voice of nature yes Mm. I can't look at nature without hearing his voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, is there going to be a season three of Broadchurch? Can I just ask? Well, yeah, there is. There is. I don't know what because everyone's really busy, um, right, yeah. and I don't know what the plan is for. I don't even know if I'm in it. But um, mm. I, you know, I'd obviously, if I was around and they wanted me to do it, I'd, I'd jump at the chance. I'd work with Chris Chibnall on anything. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you should give up. I think you should give up that hope. It was the moment that you puked all over everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like, oh no, we can't trust him. Not him. If he's gonna be, if he's gonna be spewing McGee over the whole. Thing. <laughs> so Canada. It, also, it's, it's stank of mushroom soup oh. for the rest of the day. Apparently, I went home. They must have hated you. I bet they had to hose the set down. <laughs> um, you've just been doing something. Uh, what's the thing that you've just been doing? Legends of Tomorrow. Is that Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah. So I'm. I haven't started shooting it yet. We oh, you haven't? Pilot. Uh, we shot a trailer for it. Right, uh, right. And, uh, which is exciting. And, uh, yeah, I, go, I start shooting. I don't even know when I start shooting. I think 
I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that call. And is that uh, uh, Vancouver or? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the yeah. X you're joining another list, the X Files, uh, amongst other things. That you know, Canada's. I think Vancouver's the place because you can get a bit of any. You can get the snow, the sunshine. The, the yeah, you can get every weather, and everyone's really suspiciously nice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and this series, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow, it's DC comic comics, kind of yeah. trying to um, take on the TV show, the Marvel TV universe now, yeah. isn't it? With the with their yeah. own sort of world of and they've already got shows like uh, Flash and The Arrow, which are very successful, and they're going to be part of this world, I imagine, of Legends of Tomorrow, yeah? Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, but they, I've, the, the, the guys who are the, the producers, um, Mark and Andrew uh, and Greg, are so it's a bit like... It's a, it's a bit like talking to Stephen about stuff. They're so knowledgeable and enthusiastic about about the comics mm. and about the world, but also want to do their own thing. And I think they've, uh, I think they've worked through a few, I think, and now those shows are, are really good. I don't, I haven't really watched much of Arrow yet, but the Flash certainly um, is, 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 is actually, is really good. I mm. think, I think the writing in it's good and, and I think it's only getting better. And the, the, they called me up and kind of told me the premise of this thing, which I'm not really allowed to talk about because it's all secret, yeah. but it sounds great. Like it's, it's a really exciting, I'm really excited to be part of it and to be part of a kind of, I like, I like DC comics because they seem to be kind of more of the, the underdog and they've got all these superheroes that are a bit, they're not quite, they haven't quite worked themselves out yet. They're not like just, <laughs> You know, they've got Superman and Batman who are, who are great, but they've got these other people who are still kind of working out what their things are. I know I quite like I quite like them, yeah. I quite like them as a as a as a as a, as a, a universe. You know, I've only just kind of started delving into and reading the comics, but it's quite good. I get to sit at home and just read comics and oh, call it work. Yeah, um, uh, But the character I get to play is just really—it's a really fun character. Can you tell us who totally. it's another time traveller, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's this guy called Rip Rip Hunter, oh, uh, yes. which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, he's a time traveller and he's come from the future because he's seen, like, something terrible happening and he's, he's saving the world and getting a group of uh, heroes together. It's kind of like a childhood dream come true, oh. uh, really, to, to play a, a kind of a type of superhero. Is this going to be yeah. on Netflix or um, is it? I don't know. Netflix? It's on C. So it's on CW in okay. America. So it's Warner Brothers. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We'll see. I've It'll got a little tip telling. for you with your character, though, Rip Turner. Why don't you? Every time he travels in time, when he arrives somewhere, he hurls. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Mushroom just, soup. Everyone <laughs> just goes, can you smell mushroom soup? <laughs> <laughs> he can hide it really well. He's yeah, little, yeah. Little <laughs> right, so. listen, Arthur, we've, we've held you for long enough. What... Uh, one thing I want you to tell us one thing on here right that you have never said at a conference you've never what? said in an interview what? something about what? 
uh, Doctor Who and or Broadchurch, right? Something uh, something that happened. That, let's see if we can get the juice, juices flowing. Something that somebody once <laughs> did backstage. Maybe, maybe Matt Smith just did a fart just before a really famous <laughs> shot. Um, yeah, think of a really famous moment. So, some, I'm, you know, I, I like to turn it around. I'm always aware that there are, because we cover all different TV series, there's always going to be fans listening to this who want to ask you so much more than we could even think of asking you. So... Give me an answer that a fan would really love to a question that I haven't asked. (laughs) (laughs) Do our job for us now. I think that's the worst question I've ever been asked. I think you find it wasn't a question. It's it's not a question. Just going to make some mushroom soup. You've never said to anyone else. (laughs) I think I'm pretty. I think, like, I quite like talking, so I think I've told most of the... And also, I've got a terrible memory, and I only remember things by talking about them or photographs. I can't can't remember what happened. Okay, did anyone ever do a nasty Trump in the TARDIS? Always. It was really sad. We all all just threw up everywhere and and threw at each other and then then acted, and everyone was farting all the time. What would be Uh, the first drink that, that you bought Matt Smith if you went to the pub after filming? What's his uh, a, choice a, of drink? A pint, a pint of a pint of lager. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I know that it's really exhausting. <laughs> so it was going to be a pina colada or something. Um, oh God! I saw Matt the other day. At the, yeah. We went to see the Strokes, but we saw each other across the field uh, oh. and waved at each other. That's not really a story. That's a great uh, story. That's the information I was looking for. They <laughs> <laughs> waved at each other across a field. Yeah. Beat that Comic Con. You don't Beat get that, that information there. <laughs> we went. Um, I'm going like, to just because it was one of the best days of my life. We went and did a, a Comic Con. I'm just taking up all. The, I'm taking the whole podcast. No, yeah, you, you are. You yeah. are. It's fine. <clears throat> That's the point. Um, uh, we went to do a, uh, a convention in Toronto. Um, and Matt, I got there, and Matt was like, um, "I met Arcade Fire's manager last night, and they've invited us on stage oh. tonight. If you want to." And so, and I'm a massive Arcade Fire fan, yeah. and as is he. So we went and watched at the side of the stage, and then in their encore, they dressed us up in these big heads, uh, be like paper mache no. heads and sparkly suits. And we got to go and dance no. on stage, no. and it was it was amazing. And there's someone videoed it on YouTube, and sometimes if I'm feeling a bit down, I, I just YouTube it and watch myself dancing on stage with Arcade Fire and go, that definitely happened. You can't but, see my face or anything. You can't tell it's me and me or him, but we're having a really good time. Have you ever tweeted uh, that? I think I might have. I think people know that. I well, let's say, let's that. say you haven't. Um, and yeah. <laughs> when you tweet about this box set, I want you to put a link to this and a link to that in the same thing. Okay? I'll find the, okay, I'll do the, yeah, I'll find the video. Great. Uh, Arthur thank you so much what a pleasure thank you total pleasure why don't you come on again right when you're in Canada because you're going to have hours of boredom and stuff I will we'll find a time when you're on FaceTime when you're on um, uh, Wi-Fi right and we will get you on in top quality better quality than now you're in Britain we'll get you on and you can give us like a a live on set experience oh I'd love to do that would you yeah I'll give you yeah yeah definitely It's it's a date Let's do yeah. it. And try and grab the ex-Superman, Brandon Roth, is Brandon it? Brandon Ralph. Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Yeah. Who is in Chuck? Who is in Chuck? Yeah. Howell loves uh, Chuck. With my, with my mate, Zach. 
Oh, what? Are you friends with Zach? Hold on oh, a minute. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Are you friends with Zach? Right, um, the podcast has just begun. Levi, yeah. Right, we'll just cut everything else. No. Let's start the podcast <laughs> now. Welcome to the podcast, Arthur Darville, friend of Zachary Levi. Um, how the hell do you know Zach? Well, mate, we did... Um... Of course you do his conferences. Yeah, so we did his thing at Comic-Con in yeah. San Diego. And then when I was doing Once in New York, he was also doing a play in New York, and we just hung out. Wow. Uh, and I went to game. I went to games. He invited, so I landed in uh, Los Angeles last year for, for a, like a weekend. Mm-hmm. And he phoned me and went, dude, we've got, I got games night in my house. I got games night. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, oh, games. Oh, I don't know. I'm a bit tired. I don't bother. Um, and then... I was like, no, I should go. I should yeah, go. And I thought it'd just be like, I thought it'd just be like, oh, you know, everyone's kind of playing Monopoly and you know, and whatever. And there were like fifty people running around his house playing like running charades, and then we played <laughs> oh, we played mafia, uh, and it was it was it was a real, it was like proper how American games night in some kind of like American Pie movie, but without the. Not like American, but in, in some kind of teen American movie would be like it was great. Has great. he got more energy than you and Matt Smith? Where would where would you place the three of you in energy scales? Because surely Matt Smith's at the top. I once went bowling with Zach, and he I watched him absolutely hammered lob a bowling ball from the seat <laughs> of bowling alley. <laughs> Like a shot put over his shoulder and get a strike. No. <laughs> oh, come on. And have you watched Tangled? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah, believe it when I, like, I was watching Chuck. I, 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 I was on like the second series of Chuck, and then I put the two together. And I love that. I mean, I, I think the music in that is just brilliant. It's one of the best yeah, it's underrated really, it's Disney really films. I he's, think. And he's, br- he's really funny. I think he's such a good actor. He's so yeah. funny. My, my, when my sister met him, she was so... Um, I mean, totally in love with him because he was the voice in Tangle. Yeah. Uh, I love that as as a a thing. Yeah. um, What a guy. Right. Great. What a guy. You've got a number of people to get on our pods when you're over there. So, who do you think you can. Can you get us. Can you get Zachary Levi down the phone? I'm not your your booking agent. Yes, you are now. I don't think you understand. You've been a guest now. That instantly makes you our booking agent. We always try and get something out of a guest. Yes. Yeah. No worries. I'll get every. I'll get everyone all of the whole of canada oh um, yes honestly if we could get Zachary Levi, i might try and get you a real canadian mountie no, that'd be good. all right i'll take that and we can talk about due south yeah 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 all right good did you do you know what due south is you don't do no all right okay no. that was a good show i just said yes to be polite <sighs> it was a bbc one show in the 90s about a bounty you you will remember the um, opening a credits bounty. for a not mounty, a bounty, sorry, not a bounty. A mounty with a A mounty with a like a white wolf dog that ran around with him. That sounds awful. Oh, it was better than you'd think. Great. I mean Howells made it sound awful, but it, it had its yeah. moments. Yeah. It's great. I'll great. give it that. BBC one. Anyway, oh, we've got yeah, put a man on a horse, he's got a dog. <laughs> um what a pleasure. Let you go. We're going to send you a tranquilizer gun in the post, okay? So you use it to shoot down any celebrities that yeah. you might be able yeah, to. Yeah, that'd be great. And, that and, would be great. That would be awesome if you. But have fun. And thank you very much for. Uh, You're being really part welcome. Of the pod. Thank you. Yeah. And I also, we'll put you into the prize draw for this season of the box set pod to win the box set of. Um, Entourage. Entourage. I think we should do that. I think we should put oh, all the guests in the prize draw as well. I mean, just because they're famous doesn't mean they don't deserve free box sets very good point 
No right. discrimination. Thank you. Love a bit of free stuff. Thank you. Love a bit of free stuff. to watch in Toronto. Have a lovely day. Thank you, and you. Keep up with the good work and the singing especially, which is beautiful. I'm going to go and do it now. I'm going to sing and be really loud in my house to annoy everyone. Uh, <laughs> great. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye. There he goes. Arthur Darver, what a nice guy. What a chatter. What a chatter. I, he doesn't know. I mean, I've got his email and his phone number. How many times do you think oh, I'm going to be asking yes. him for... He doesn't know what he's got himself Zachary into. Zachary Levi. Yeah, there was a good reason why when we talked to Jonathan Ross once, he never gave you his phone number. Never gave me his phone number. You gave him his. I mean, you gave him yours, but... Yeah. Sorry, Arthur, you made a big mistake, my friend. Yeah, we will be in because touch. Because you are now my friend. I think he's a very nice guy, and I like him. Um, and so I, do I. I think he's, he's actually very good as well in the stuff he's been in. So listen, if you've got any more questions for Arthur Darville uh, and, and any comments on the box set pod, you can email them to us studio at theboxsetpod.com. I will. I'll, t- I'll forward them on to him. You know, if I get a few questions that we've missed, I'll always forward them on to him, or we'll ask him next time he comes up. So studio at theboxsetpod.com. Get him in. Pop us an email, and we always read every email. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. See you next week on the box set pod. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.